This podcast is a member of the Place to Be Nation family. Visit us at placetobenation.com, the only place to be in your pop culture world. Junkies and flunkies, welcome to the NWA Saturday special where we break down all the action in the new NWA. How's everybody feeling about the NWA these days? Some interesting things going on. We're going to break it down tonight. Can't do this alone. As always, I have to bring in my co-host, he is the podfather himself of Place to Be Wrestling Network, Scott Cascolo. Welcome to the program. Good day, doctor. Or good evening. I always do this. Like, good something for whoever's, uh, whatever time you are listening. Welcome, everyone, to the special. Uh, I got to tell you something, doctor. Very interesting. I'm having some popcorn because... This show is so exciting, it's like watching a movie, you know? Um, I have to say this. You are one of the most entertaining podcast talents that I've ever done a show with. You know that. But I have to say, doing a little little shameless plug, if anybody hasn't listened yet, if you're listening to this on Saturday morning, it, it went up yesterday morning. The 200th episode... Of Place to Be Nation's main event was literally one of the one of the most fun shows I think I've ever done in my life. It was it was a, so fun, not just to have, of course, the Godfather Nate Milton, the Sheriff Pete Schiermacher, uh, Steve Willie came back, but then yes, the Core Four returned. That's who we called them, Doctor. The Core Four. Steve Willie was part of the Core Four, but the rest of the original cast. Andrew Reich, Jordan Duncan, and even Ben Morse from 2,500 miles away in Las Vegas uh, joined us. And it was a fun couple hours. So if you haven't had a chance to listen yet, check it out. It dropped, uh, if you're listening to this on Saturday morning, it dropped yesterday. The 200th episode of Place to Be Nation's main event. We had a lot of fun. Uh, so please check it out. You would have enjoyed it, Doctor. We had a lot of fun. I'll have to listen. The Boogie. You like Reich. He likes you. Are Jordan you? Duncan, Jordan Duncan just showed up for the catering, but you know. Anyway, <laughs> uh, I love JD. Anyway, check it out. That was a shameless plug for the network. Also, check out the newest episode of Through the Looking Glass. Myself and Dave Hall earlier in the week. Uh, I believe the show dropped on Wednesday. Um, this month we went back to the alternate universe to correct some, uh. Very bad summer slams, or maybe not corrected them, but maybe tweaked. You know, maybe well, some needed heavy correcting, maybe some needed a tweak, and we even uh, 
booked a SummerSlam before a major change took place. That one more specifically uh, uh, pertains to 1992. But uh, check it out. New episode of Through the Looking Glass, myself and Dave Hall. That dropped this past uh, Wednesday. So there you go. Placetobe.podbean.com. All your OG stuff. we got a big week ahead. Um, including new episodes of uh, Highway to the Impact Zone. I think we have a new episode of Talking WCW this week as well. Uh, and, uh, of course, NWA Crock and Roll. And a busy weekend next weekend here on the network. And we'll get to that at the end of the show. All right. Let's uh, begin, Doctor. Uh, like we fully done with the shameless plugs here. I got so many plugs. The electric bill is a million dollars, but you are the million dollar pod guy. Pod guy, pod guy. All right. I don't know what's going on here. Is there anything in this lemonade? Must be. Hmm. What are you? All doing? right. Uh, I don't know. Some kind of pink stuff here. I don't know. So how you doing? Let's talk about life. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, it's no. it's definitely listen, I'm gonna let's let's just let's just call it what it is. I don't mm-hmm. know about you. And we've been doing this show now a couple of years now. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Mm-hmm. I have to say, and we, we said this would eventually happen because I was kind of a shell for the NWA. I'll be honest with you, I'm kind of getting bored. I'm not liking what I'm seeing lately. Well, you know, it's very interesting, and, and, and you're not wrong, because things have been a little flat. We do have a giant weekend coming up next weekend, and something something very special could happen, and it was something, if it's booked right, I mean, listen, it popped up this past week on this past Tuesday's episode of Power, and we will uh, go over that in a moment, but... Something happened on that episode that could make next weekend very special. Question is, was it meant to be something, a hook for next weekend in St. Louis for NWA 74? Or is this typical Billy where we get all excited and then he ends up either A, doing nothing with it, or B, throwing it on some random show four months from now that we totally forget about? I'll get to what I'm talking about in a moment. First off, let's recap last week's episode of NWA USA. That dropped last Saturday on, on YouTube and then eventually did hit uh, Fight TV. By the way, as always, I'd like to thank my good friend Josh Lopez uh, for uh, helping me with uh, my notes. He works. We work very well together. You can follow him on Twitter at Josh Lopez Media. First match of uh, regular broadcast team, Joe Galley, Velvet Sky, Tim Storm. First match, the now Dallasius and Collins taking on uh, Anthony Andrews and AJ Kazana. The Country Gentleman. Fun little match. Uh, Country Gentleman uh, won with a side belly-to-belly suplex by Kazana. So, nice win there. Uh, Wrecking Ball Ligurski tells Kyle Davis that Jay Bradley is feeling better because of Fixer's Cream. Okay. Ligurski is looking forward to beating up everybody in the NWA. So, I wonder if Wrecking Ball Ligurski is solo? I don't know. Or maybe it's just the team. But anyway, that's what he said. May Valentine had... Who knows? Those guys are hilarious. They really are. They do, even though they're supposed to be heels, they actually kind of bring some levity to uh, uh, to to segments when they need them. Um, May Valentine had a backstage interview with Carrie Morton. Carrie has respect for Colby Carino as a competitor, not as much as a person. Carrie was not surprised that his father defeated Wrecking Ball Ligurski on last week's edition of Power. 
Aaron Stevens was the latest guest on the Jamie Stanley talk show, The Stanley's Drill, which I think is pretty funny. A uh, lot of them, um, even though NWA USA is supposed to be focused more towards the cruiser, uh, the uh, junior heavyweight division and the national heavyweight title, they do a, a lot of backstage stuff, and it's actually not too bad. It is very loosey-goosey, and, and, and it's kind of fun. But, um, But the question that needs to be asked right now is Dr. G. Where can everyone get a replica of what's going to be on the line one week from Sunday night in St. Louis? How could anyone get their own? Well, they go on that thing called the World Wide Web. <gasps> the Ether. All right. The World yep. Wide Web. WWW. <gasps> Fandu. F-A-N-D-U. Mm-hmm. Belts. Dot com. Mm-hmm. Don't forget that backslash. Because you forget that backslash, you're screwed. Yep. You get an error. NWA. NWA. There you go. You can get your own version of Sweet Charlotte, as I have. You can get the original with the New Zealand plate, or you can get the uh, up to, Australia plate, I'm sorry, or the updated one, thanks to our good friend, the national treasure, Nick Albus, that has the United Kingdom plate. The main event, speaking of Ricky Morton, he took on VSK of the Cardona family. Uh, fun little match. Uh, Ricky gets the win. He hits a Canadian Destroyer. For a guy who's like 400 years old, to hit the Canadian Destroyer is a pretty impressive move. Um, after the match, VSK attacks Ricky from behind. Uh, then all of a sudden, Mike Knox comes out, sets up a table, because we all know what Mike Knox is doing next weekend. But then little Carrie, his son, storms into the ring with a steel chair to make the save. So Ricky Morton gets the win and we go off the air. So a good little episode of NWA USA last uh, last week. You can check it out, of course, on um, YouTube and on uh, Fight TV. Uh, if you're listening to this on Saturday morning, uh, the next episode of NWA USA will drop in a couple of hours on YouTube at 12 noon Eastern time. Now, let us shoot ahead to Tuesday, this past Tuesday, the 16th, for the newest episode of um, NWA Power. And I had to say, this was actually a pretty important episode after we watched it, Doctor, because something happened that I think really can be, it could really be a very emotional, fun little hook for NWA 74 next weekend, if it's meant to be what it's meant to be. So, and if this was a, a long game, I'm, I, I have to give Billy all the credit in the world, but I want to give him credit. I'm just a little leery about it, but we'll see. So let's go to this past Tuesday, the 16th, at Skyway Studios in Nashville. Joe Galley and Velvet Sky alone at the table, no Tim Storm. Why? Because Tim Storm's actually in action tonight on this episode of Power. Uh, we'll 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 let you know who he's wrestling and what the significance of it is. So the opening match, a uh, little tag action, uh, women's tag actually. Riley and Paula Blaze, who I think is a heel, because she's not paying attention on the ring apron and she's like Instagramming or something, taking on Chelsea Green and Angelina Love, which I thought was kind of odd because. Angelina Love is a babyface and good friends with Velvet Sky, 
former, of course, they're the beautiful people. And, of course, Chelsea Green is Mrs. Cardona, and Velvet Sky hates her guts. So I don't know what the point of this was. Was this another stupid Billy slap people together and we're just supposed to forget? I, I don't know. I was very perplexed by that. I, I, I just don't understand. They just some yeah right. It just seems like they just slap people together and yeah, it's explanation. I don't get what the what why everything's got to be so random. Like I don't understand. And Andrew and and I gotta I gotta give Velvet Sky credit because she actually uh, kind of cro- called it out. Like why why is my best friend tagging with this wench? I don't understand. And meanwhile, they're ripping Paula Blaze. So once again, yeah. there's like a zillion heels in the ring. So I, I don't know what's going on. The match itself was actually very good because the women's division is exceptional. And uh, in the climax, Riley with some forearm shivers. Then she hits a handspring cutter for one. Then Chelsea hits blasts Blaze off the apron. Love rakes the eyes of Riley. Love and Green connect with their Botox injection side Russian leg sweep combo to pick up the win. So Chelsea Green and Angelina Love, who actually had some pretty good chemistry, uh, came away with the win. I, again, I don't know what that means. Um, <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Uh, but. You but. know, we have a little NWA circle that we chat and stuff, and people just, uh, everybody seems to be losing interest, which is not good. So I'm hoping this pay-per-view will change our minds. And we said eventually, you know, like everything else, the honeymoon sometimes get. You know, honeymoon doesn't last forever. And then sometimes you have to call it out the way it is. Right. And, you know, we look at, we're seeing it, it we're seeing it in with the big companies. Everybody was, you know, all in love with AEW or something different, which was nice. It was an alternative. But now everybody's bitching and, you know, that some people are not liking Tony Khan. And, you know, it, it happens. We're fans. We, we, we're fair. Fans are fans are loyal but they're also fair weather at times you know they're like oh, okay well yeah i'm kind of getting bored of this now you know like or uh after a while you start seeing the cracks and and as a fan that's the great thing about being a fan is we could we could do this we can call it out when we don't like something um sometimes people are too unfair i don't think i think we've been pretty fair with the nwa but this is like their big pay-per-view and we expect to see more and it just, again, when they do tape ahead of time, which I get they have to do financially, it sometimes waters it down. Like, I mean, I don't think the last few powers have been that great. I'm not, they're not horrible. They're just not the buildup that we're expecting. The thing that I found interesting about power, and I've said this to you every time, because most of the time when you and I are watching it together, the episodes have gotten shorter and shorter. Usually after a pay-per-view, the first couple episodes are pretty meaty. They're usually between 55 minutes and like an hour and five minutes. But even out of Always Ready and every, I feel like every power since, I feel like they've only ranged between 40 and 50 minutes. And this one was actually like, I don't know, 40 minutes barely. Last week, power was 51 minutes, but 14 of it? was a bonus match from last year when Tyrus defeated the Pope to become the uh, 
world television champion. So technically, last week's episode of Power was only like 36 minutes. And this week's episode was just barely hovering at 40. So, I don't know. I'm just, I think, as you can see, many people are not happy. Including ourselves. Sad thing is, we still love the roster. The talent on the roster is still amazing. But people are just seem to be in the wrong space. This segment, you thought it was kind of weird, but I actually enjoyed it. Kyle Davis is with Jeremiah Plunkett, who's a member of, of course, the ill-begotten. Now, apparently, he fires Rush Freeman, who comes out. And I like Rush Freeman. Brings out some guy named Brady Pierce. Who then decides, well, you're a piece of shit, Jeremiah Plunkett. And him and... So Brady Pierce and Jeremiah Plunkett uh, and Rush Freeman go out and have a beer. And they leave Jeremiah Plunkett there like a big doofus. I didn't understand the point of the segment. I don't know if it was just to kind of put over Jeremiah Plunkett as a dumbass. But it actually was very entertaining. I actually enjoyed the segment very much. And I like Rush Freeman. He's kind of the big dude of the uh, ill-begotten. He's the one with the mullet. And I actually like him. So that was a fun little segment of, of goofiness. Sometimes you just got to have a segment of nonsense to chuckle. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't mind, but not when you're getting closer to a big pay-per-view. You want to really have that build going. I get your point. I get your point, actually. <clears throat> that probably we needed something a little more uh, um, serious or more focused. All right, I get that. Then again, this is what happens when you tape shit fucking, you know, nine weeks in advance. Well, listen, they, you know, they, they have to do what they got to do right now. He's not a, he doesn't have a lot of endless resources, so that's fine. But they obviously, I mean, maybe some matches they had to do a little bit after the fact, but you're obviously kind of knowing where you're going with things. So there's there's nothing wrong with, you know, doing the best you can and trying to build up the the shows i mean definitely the shows that get closer to the pay-per-view should really be focused on on the actual pay-per-view so people will be like hmm maybe i should get this you know i mean they're hoping everybody has the nwa plan you know the what is it the 50 bucks all a year access. or whatever all access nwa all access look at you look at, <laughs> even you you're like yeah whatever that fucking thing is i don't know it's whatever 50 the bucks plan. or something the slam um, yeah, the, the NWA all access is what is whatever, which they, which they still pump the crap out of and they should. And I feel like they've gotten a lot of, I think they got a decent amount of subscriptions. I mean, listen, you're getting pay-per-views for pretty much nothing in that aspect. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So, wow. I mean, you know, we, we really have been pretty good to the NWA. I mean, we've. If anything, probably I gushed over it probably too much at times. But when I feel like when I feel like I'm when when I'm not looking as forward to the power shows, that shows me that I'm kind of losing interest. Because NWA is pretty much the one wrestling company I watch consistently. Right. I mean, even you with trips being back, you don't 
watch Raw consistently. Well, no. Raw, I don't watch. Uh, I, I watch the clips on YouTube because they break them down nice. And SmackDown, I don't watch because I'm usually at work. Although I heard tonight's show was pretty good. Um, that's a good, uh, that's a pretty good, uh, uh, pay-per-view coming up, by the way, Clash at the Castle. Kind of looking forward to it. Anyway. All right. Uh, May Valentine interviews Chris Silvio, who is, of course, Jack Stane's attorney. He's a doofus. And he says that Jack Stane's no longer legally required to defend his NWA national championship until NWA 74. Okay. That means one week. I think that was meant to be a promo from further back, but unless it was just being stupid, but anyway. Rolando Freeman, who's Rush Freeman's brother, who's a little tiny guy, tells Mae Valentine that he's coming after Trevor Murdoch and the NWA World's Heavyweight Championship, which is actually pretty funny. He's He got beat up by Trevor Murdoch uh, right after uh, Always Ready. So, Fandubelts.com. Backslash NWA. Make sure you put the World Wide Web dot. What if you type out World Wide Web back? I wonder what would happen. Do you think we'd break it? Let's see. World Wide. Well, he's doing that, and then he gets hung up on when Skype uh, gives him the finger. Let me continue. (laughs) All right, so here's the main part. Here's 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 the main part of power this week that I think could be very, very compelling if it was if it's meant to be this way. All right. So next up, Tim Storm. Who you could affectionately say is like the John Cena of uh, the NWA. Like one of literally the most beloved guy in the whole company. Not a not a heel bone in his body. Like Ricky Steamboat. He takes on some big fat guy named Larry D. <laughs> Whoever the hell that is. Big Haas. Um, I thought it was kind of a random match for Tim Storm, but I'm kind of getting why. Uh, you know. He was a big dude. He couldn't be, you know, pushed around. But it was a it was a decent little Haas match. Um, Larry uh, hit Storm with a body avalanche in the climax. He then body slams Storm for a two count. Larry then stomps on Storm's chest. Storm ducks a clothesline from Larry, uh, and then Storm clotheslines him. Storm then scores the elbow knockdown. He whips Larry across the ring. Larry dodges the big boot. Storm connects with the perfect Storm. To pick up the victory. That's his like sidewalk spin slam. Which is actually a pretty cool finisher. So so Tim Storm wins the match. But that's not the big the big thing. This is what happens after. So afterwards. Okay. Tim Storm gets out of the ring. And walks over to his, his cohorts. His compadres. Over at the broadcast table. Joe Galley and Velvet Sky. Velvet Sky gets up out of her chair. And cuts like this impassioned promo. About she... What an influence that Tim Storm was on her, not only in the business of wrestling, but in commentating and making her feel comfortable. And they consider themselves friends, best friends. Now, what I forgot about is that Velvet Sky was the captain of the NWA Championship Series team that won that that thing, that yeah, you know, I, I, I Champion Series that, thing, <laughs> back in, like, whatever it was, April, I think, or March or something. Everyone else has used their title shots. Except the captain. Even Velvet Sky got one. Now, as we know, it seems like Velvet Sky is out of wrestling. She hasn't even had an inkling of of being in the business and, and wrestling again. So, in a tribute to Tim Storm because she cares about him so much, Velvet Sky gave her title shot 
to Tim Storm. Now, this can be looked at one of two ways. You could be the cynic and say, all right, well, you know, whatever. No one fucking cares. Tim Storm will probably go for the junior heavyweight title on an episode of NWA USA. Nobody will pay attention or something stupid. Or I'm trying, Dr. G, to be a optimist here and think that one week from this Sunday, so if you're listening to this on Saturday, one week from tomorrow night, in the main event of night two of NWA 74, Trevor Murdoch and Tyrus will be standing on opposite sides of the ring, and all of a sudden, out of the blue, out walks Tim Storm in those cowboy boots and sauntering with that smile and his clapping, and he he goes to Kyle Davis, the ring announcer, and says, you know what? I'm going to spoil this apple cart and I'm cashing in my championship series title shot that was bequeathed to me by Velvet Sky right now. And suddenly, our world's heavyweight championship match is now a triple threat. And Tim Storm hits the perfect storm on one of these two big hosses. And in what could be such a fun, emotional, compelling moment for the NWA, Tim Storm could be a two-time NWA World's Heavyweight Champion. That, if nothing else, that is what needs to happen one week from tomorrow. If you're listening to this on Saturday morning, one week from tomorrow night at night two in St. Louis at NWA 74. If you're going to take the time on an episode of Power, particularly one that's so close to the show, two weeks out, for Velvet Sky to take the time to cut the promo, Dr. G, and hand the title shot to Tim Storm, something tells me that is what's going to happen. A part of me Mm. is trying to be optimistic that something compelling and special could happen next Sunday night in night two of NWA 74. And we will end the show with, of all people, Tim Storm as the world's heavyweight champion for the second time. It could happen. I don't know. You know, it's interesting that they threw him into that match, though. All this has to be getting involved some way. Does all this help Tim Storm? That depends. Now, I just can't see all this not getting involved in the main event. Well, we found out that Nick Aldis is actually in a match. Now, he's wrestling Howdy Doody or something, right? Howdy (laughs) Doody. He's wrestling a puppet. We can't wrestle puppet the masturbating midget because he died. Um, And that would only be in a trash can. Uh, He's wrestling Flip Gordon. Now, if you remember, uh, Flip Gordon was part of. uh, Gordon's back. Flip. No. Ah, Savior of the universe. Dun, 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 dun. That's a great movie. Um. No, Flip Gordon 
Nick Aldis wrestled way back pre pre COVID when we were in that awesome when he was in that awesome feud with Marty Skrull, and he wrestled Flip Gordon I think at the pay per view leading up to the Crockett Cup. But now this time it doesn't matter because Flip Gordon's a forgotten you know ex ROH guy. But there's got to be more than that, and then he's wrestling night one, not night two. That's the key. You, you may be onto something there, Doctor, because there will be no reason for Nick Aldis to be on camera on Sunday because his match is Saturday. Think about it. So, we'll see. Next up, uh, Camille, the hardest working person in that company, takes on Haley Shadows. <laughs> I kind of like that name. Haley Shadows. Uh, we all know that Camille gets the win. She spears her at the end. Um, Camille uh, got, got a little off. Uh, you know, had to take some offense. Haley Shadows hit a couple of moves. But for the most part, uh, Camille got the job done and speared her to pick up the win. The last match of the night, I just totally don't. I, I don't even understand this, but. Rodney Mack takes on Black G's. <laughs> uh, Aaron Stevens is managing Rodney Mack. And then out comes Tyrus, who, of course, they're both part of Austin Idol Enterprises or management, whatever it's called. Idolmania. So they have a match. Rodney Mack wins with the uh, euthanizer. So we're, we're not, we're not gonna, it was not a long match. After the match, G's drop kicks Mac out of the ring. Stevens attacks G's from behind. Stevens repeatedly stomps on G's chest. Stevens bumps into Tyrus, and Tyre and Stevens retreats to the backstage area. So, this instance, uh, 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 Tyrus is almost acting like a babyface, but he's obviously not because it's Black G's. So, um, I don't know what that was about, but. Anyway, I still don't get it. Me either. Um, now, this was the episode. I'm sorry. I thought it was last week. This is the episode that, that was only like 38 minutes. And then the last 13 minutes of the clip on Fight TV was, a match, was the match from last year when Tyrus actually beat the Pope to become the uh, world's television champion. So, okay. I have a feeling this week we will have a power surge since it'll be the go home uh, episode before the pay-per-view. So, all right. So not a bad episode of power, Dr. G once again, very quick, but decent. I mean, I guess you established uh, with Tim storm. Yep. But other than that, do you feel they really established anything? Uh, no, that made you, no, I mean, I think they're trying to, I think they're trying to establish Tyrus as something. I don't know. Um, great poster, by the way, of NWA seventy four. It's all the superstars above the arch, and they and in front of the arch is is uh, your three main champions actually: Trevor Murdoch, Camille, and Jack Stain. So at least they, at least Billy got that right that he knows who the main guys are. For the you know the main people are so right now there are twenty one 
if you count the pre-show, okay, counting the pre-show, there is 21 matches over two days. I was incorrect. Uh, Nick Aldis is wrestling Sunday, so that does make, that does change things just a little bit. Nick Aldis and Flip Gordon are wrestling Sunday. I thought they were wrestling Saturday. So, here is the card right now, and this is probably the, la- the final card. All right? On the uh, pre-show, the country gentlemen, we just talked about them, AJ Kazana and Anthony Andrews, are taking on Gold Rush, which is the team of Jordan Clearwater and Marche Rocket. Also on the pre-show Saturday, Luke Hawks will take on VSK. Now, on the main card, the Miserably Faithful, which is the team of Judas, Sal the Pal, and uh, Matt Rotella's favorite wrestler, Gags the Gimp, take on the Ill-Begotten, the team of Alex Taylor, Jeremiah Plunkett, and Danny Deals, because Rush Freeman's gone, in a Beelzebub's Bedlam match. Nothing. I was waiting for something snarky, but um, <laughs> I thought, I don't know, maybe you were going to like, I don't know. Anyway, BLC Bub's Bedlam match, whatever the fuck that means. Yeah. I... Pretty much it's an ODQ. Yeah. That's... But, but we have to kind of, we kind of have to mark it uh, by the, uh, we kind of have to mark it by the, um, uh, you know, the, the the tone of the match. So. The Pope is taking on Rodney Mack. Why? I have no idea. But. Might be a good match, though. Yeah. Uh, I love watching the Pope. I do, too. For the World's Tag Team Championship. A rematch from Always Ready. The Champions. Commonwealth Connection, Dougie Williams and Harry Smith, taking on La Rebellion, Bestia 666, and Mecha Wolf 450 with Damien 666, or uh in their corner. That's Bestia's uh, dad. Uh, I'm looking forward to that because that's always badass. So EC3, yes. EC3 from Impact, taking on Mims, and Mims probably going to eat the pin. Don't get me started on that. Matt Cardona is back. He is healthy. And he is taking on uh, someone of his, or a hand-picked, I guess, opponent. Whatever that means. So. Sad that this is a match I'm actually looking forward to. Bully Ray and Mike Knox in a tables match. Never know, Doctor. I think that's going to be an underrated match. I don't know why, but. I agree. I feel that might be enjoyable. That we'll enjoy that one. I think so, too. The National Heavyweight Championship is on the line. Jack Stane defending against Scion. Nobody cares about either. The Junior Heavyweight Championship is on the line. Homicide will defend against Kerry Morton. The Burke Invitational Gauntlet. The winner gets a world women's championship match the next night. Your participants, Samantha Starr, 
who's managed by David Dahl. Yeah. Kylan King, Tootie Lynn, Missa Kate, Max the Impaler, Maddie Renkowski, Angelina Love, Genocide, Natalia Markova, and a to be announced. Something. I've already said that I have a feeling the TBA is Mickey James, but I don't know. The winner of that match will take on the winner of this match the next night. This is the main event of night one for the World Women's Championship, Camille and Taya Valkyrie. So the winner of that match will take on the winner of the Burke Invitational the next night for the title. That's night one. Night two, we do not have any pre-show matches. Nick Aldis against Flip Gordon. Mention that. Colby Carino will take on Caprice Coleman. That should be a fun little match. This was just announced. I didn't even know this one. Tom Latimer is taking on Judas. That's interesting. So Judas is actually doing double duty. Interesting. Mercurio will take on Magic Jake Dumas. Of course, he's that, you know, obnoxious magician guy with a cigarette in his mouth. We actually have a visiting champion. Davey Richards, the MLW National Openweight Champion, will defend his title against Thrill Billy Silas, which is my name in the Midwest when Dr. G and I are doing beer pong for Vern. I don't know if uh, this is uh, an opening for the NWA to work with MLW. I don't think I'd have a problem with that, but we'll see. Yeah, who knows? I mean, I think I think you got to try to work with whoever you can because you need you need to you do need to bring in extra talent every so often. Yeah, big shows. I I agree. I agree. The World women's tag team titles are on the line in a King's Highway street fight. The rematch from Always Ready, Pretty Empowered, Ella Envy and Kenzie Page defend against the Hex, Allison Kay and Marty Bell. As I mentioned, the World Women's title will be on the line. The Camille Taya Valkyrie winner will take on the Burke Invitational winner. The returning NWA United States Tag Team Championships, Dr. G. The red, belt. the red belts. We mark out for those. Here are your participants. Gold Rush. The Miserably Faithful. Sal the Pal. Gags again. The Now. Hale Collins and Vic Dalishes. The Ill-Begotten. Alex Taylor and Jeremiah Plunkett. Rough and Ready. Devin Graves and Deontay. The Fixers, Jay Bradley and Wrecking Ball Ligurski. Hawks Airy, Luke and PJ. Nope. The Country Gentlemen, AJ Kazana and Anthony Andrews. Team Ambition, Mike Outlaw and Camaro Jackson. And one TBA, because that's Billy's thing now. Everything everything with multi-people multi, multi matches has to have a TBA on it. And then finally, the World's Heavyweight Championship, Trevor Murdoch and Tyrus. We will make our predictions. We are not doing any now. Of course, we will make our predictions next week on our official NWA 74 preview episode of the Saturday special. So we will break down and talk about all 21 matches next week here on the show.
looking forward to that. And then, of course, to continue the weekend, next Saturday night and Sunday night, go right. If I mean, you can listen to Joe Galley and Velvet and Tim. But if you'd like a little alternate discussion with some of us, of course, head over to the Place to Be Nation Twitch feed. Twitch. Twitch. And you can listen to myself, the doctor, the kettle man, Callum McDougal, Sean, Sean Kidd, and maybe some other guests. And we will give you alternate commentary on both nights. Night one and night two. And then Monday morning at 9 a.m. here on the feed, we'll drop the... Uh, reaction special for the weekend with myself and you, Doctor. That's right. So a very busy weekend next weekend here at the PTB Wrestling Network for the National Wrestling Alliance. It is NWA 74 weekend. A lot of stuff. I mean, it's a lot of matches, Doctor. 21 matches over two days. A lot of people. I mean, this is like WrestleMania length in terms of matches. Yeah, it's going to be uh, It's going to be interesting. I, t- I want to it- be excited. I want to be excited. I'm an well, optimist. Know, I mean, I'm not as excited as I've been, but you know what? I, I, I'm i going to try to go in with an open mind, even though I'm kind of, you know, ripping it a little bit. Go in with an open mind, see what happens, and see if the, you know, the storylines really come to a head uh, at this pay-per-view to take us in the next stretch run until their paper, you know, whatever their next pay-per-view is after this one. Well, if they're going by their calendar, it'll be December for hot times. Three. If it's All right, so then now. you got like three, four months to, you know, mm-hmm. like build build things up, right, and and get yourself ready for, you know, the next because you know you got to get ready for now for the next set of tapings, and those tapings take you to the next pay per view, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, and hopefully nobody gets hurt. At least they're not taping. At the chase. I mean, did you see Murdoch? Yeah, I agree with you about the chase. Could you see Murdoch actually walking out there out of their champion again? Or still? I don't know. Um, They're not into short title reigns, I noticed. They're what? They're not into short title reigns. No, they're not. I mean, all the champions... Uh, all the champions have been champs for a while. But could that, you know, I mean, I don't think anybody would get too upset if it happened. It's just, I don't know if that's in their way of wanting to do things. Right. So, I don't know. Um, but we have a nice, uh, we have a nice meaty card for NWA 74. Yes. So a lot of, a lot of, a lot of bodies. Let's go in, you know, yeah, I may be ripping on it a little bit more, but let's go in with an open mind. Let's just try to have a good time with it and see. And if, if if the pay-per-view disappoints, then, you know, then you got to think about, you know, okay, is the NWA going to be a viable contender in this, in in, in the world of wrestling? But, or, or are they going to just remain this, you know, we can't be the only ones that have been upset by it. Like you said, now the powers are getting a little shorter. People are paying. 
yeah, okay, he, he, it's a great deal for fifty dollars a year, but still, it's fifty dollars. Mm-hmm. For a small company. Yeah, exactly. Well, why don't we? Uh, since we're going to be doing a lot of talking next weekend, why don't we? Uh, why don't we uh, exit stage? Thanks for joining us. For this week's episode, you can follow me on Twitter at Scott C. Podfather. Follow the doctor on Twitter at Dr. G. PTB. Please follow the brand on Twitter at PTB and Wrestling. We do a lot of great things over there. Of course, go to the feed. You obviously know it because you're here. Place to be.podbean.com. A lot of great stuff. Another full week ahead of great shows. Shows all the time. Please listen to the special 200th episode of Main Event. It was a lot of fun. We will be back. Next weekend, up and down the dial, Saturday morning with your NWA 74 preview episode, or we'll we'll make our match predictions. Then, of course, two nights of alternate commentary on the Place to Be Nation Twitch feed, twitch.tv slash place to be nation. And then Monday morning, 9 a.m., here on the feed, the doctor and I will give you our weekend reaction special. We hope you enjoy it. It's going to be a great weekend. Have a great week. Be safe. Stay cool. And we will talk to you next weekend from St. Louis. I'm Scott. He's the doctor. You're not. Ciao.